Hello and welcome to EduInc Podcast. The last few weeks, months and days have been tumultuous to say the least. In the studio with me, I have Jackson Gersh Aitchison, who you know as the leaders of EduInc School. And I have to say, guys, considering all that's been going on, you're looking really relaxed and excited. Yeah, we are excited. We're definitely excited. I don't know about relaxed, but the excitement is palpable at the moment. Education has been needing to change for a long time, and we are tired of hearing all the stories about how it's industrialized. And, and this, is, this is it. This is the time to actually put our big seven league boots on and take big strides forward. And, and Edging's ready for this. Yeah, there's a very good vibe. And as we go into this, Kirsch, what's the overriding philosophy, value, purpose that's driving what we're going to be doing for the next few months? I think a lot of people are using this as an opportunity to have a seven-week holiday, to do nothing, sit at home, watch Netflix. At Edgewink, I would like to expose our students and our teachers to what the real world of work looks like in the 21st century, working from home, working independently, and focusing on the outcome. And the outcome for us is, doesn't matter what happens in the world, what happens with coronavirus, you are going to finish your curriculum this year, you're going to be assessed properly, and you are going to go to the next grade next year. We've got a plan for the next three weeks. We'll have a look when we get back next term, and we'll take it from there. On a practical basis, what are we doing over the next few days? What I've communicated to the students and what I'm communicating to our community and our family right now is that tomorrow, which is Tuesday, at 3 o'clock, EduInc is going to close its physical premises. Learning is no longer going to be happening at Education Incorporated. But education is going to happen from home. We are not homeschooling. We are schooling from home. Essentially, tomorrow, Tuesday, the students are going to bring their devices in. We're going to do a soft test on making sure that everything works, that the equipment is appropriate, that the kids know what they have to do, and that they're ready to rock and roll on Wednesday for school from home. I've instructed them that we are going to follow our daily schedule and that the teachers are going to be available, logging into the classes, Google Classroom, etc., doing the work and guiding them through that process. So when you say they're following the daily schedule, can you just expand on that a little? So I've said to them that if your class is maths with Mr. Singh from 7.30 in the morning, at 7.30 you need to be logged into his Google Classroom for maths. That does not mean switching your computer on at 7.30. At 7 o'clock, switch your computer on, log into the classroom, log into your Google account that you all have and use regularly, and be ready to start your class at 7.30. You talk about the children logging into their computer. Tell me a little bit more about your expectations for where they're going to be working. The kids are going to be working at home. As Gershom said, it's schooling from home, not, not homeschooling. But what's important here is creating a distinction for the children that when they are sitting in that space at home, it is as if they are at school. They've got to feel that feeling of now I'm at school. And it really should not be in their bedrooms as far as possible. I think what's important in terms of the learning environment, essentially school at home, is that it's distinctive from the rest of the relaxation, the computer games, the TV, etc., so I'm suggesting that there is a school space created at home, if possible, that is outside of their bedrooms, outside of a place where they normally relax, and they can sit and be dedicated to learning for the six or seven hours that they're required to do as their schedule is requiring them to do it. And this is their own computer. This is not a shared computer. As much as possible, it really should be their own computer because the likelihood of parents also now staying home to work from home as part of this uh, quarantining is very, very high. So... Therefore, yes, the kids should really have their own devices at this point. And it's also not just about the six or seven hours of actual school that's happening, but they're going to be doing any homework activities, projects, etc. So they need a dedicated device that they have unrestricted and unfettered access to, and that is connected to the internet because most of this is happening in the cloud, and they're going to be 
required to upload their documents, et cetera, et cetera, and communicate with their teachers and their classmates via these platforms that are online. So how much of this is foreign to parents and how much of it is foreign to children? Well, a lot of this is not foreign to the children anymore because we've been practicing. They're familiar with the terminology. They're familiar with how to log on and how to actually function in these platforms. I think it's probably a little scary for the parents. But I think that when they see the kids in action, they're going to be quite surprised. And what do you expect parents to do? The first thing is realize that they need a learning space that is for learning. There are no distractions. Please also realize that they are going to be at school during normal school hours. So from 7 o'clock until 2 or 3 o'clock, depending on their schedule, that you're not going to be able to take them out for lunch. You're not going to be able to go to the movies. They're attending school. It allows you to get on with the work that you need to do. You do not need to be supervising them. You don't need to be looking over their shoulders. Essentially, the maxim is the students need to do the work, not the parents. You don't sit in class at school, so you shouldn't have to sit in class at home. If the children are not attending the class as they're supposed to, if they're not getting the work done, we will use our point system in that to reinforce. And if we need your assistance to get them to sit down, we'll ask you for that. But what I will say is that from the beginning of this year, when teachers have been absent, I've already instructed the teachers that they don't get a substitute teacher. They set work for the students that they will sit in their class and work independently. And what I can say is for the last, or since the beginning of this term, it has worked very well from grade four to matric. The work has been coming in. So they are used to working independently. They are used to working online and they're used to following the instructions the teachers are giving them in this space. A couple of other things. I don't want the parents to panic if you don't understand all the terminology the kids do. And they also have the means, if they're confused, to communicate with the teacher, and the teacher will explain what that is. We're not asking you to become an IT expert. Don't stress about load shedding. I've already instructed the students that if they are going to be load shedded, that they notify the teachers they're going offline from what time to what time, and they can continue with their lessons afterwards. And then one of the things I'd really like the parents to do is sit back and watch the steep learning curve. It is going to be very exciting to see your kids embrace this, dive into it, and I think you're going to be absolutely astounded with the skills, the independence, and the the self-discipline with which they're actually going to get this, this job done. And it's very exciting to see this happening. From a curriculum point of view, what are you going to be doing? Well, things are are a little different in that regard, not with the FET phase. So with grade 10 to 12, we don't want to mess too much with that. It's it's a different story in that phase. The grade 10 to 12 will be sticking to curriculum for the most part. Uh, in the grade 4 to 9 space, however, we're going to be using the this as a really, really fun way of getting into learning a little bit differently. So what we did was we sat and we thought about what are the skills our kids really, really need? but are sometimes not that hot on. And it's things like the reading. One of the things they're going to do is they're going to do a daily read where they are required to record themselves doing so and then upload that into their Google Classroom. That will form part of the Term 1 mark. The second skill that all kids need in this day and age is the touch typing. I think a lot of us as adults wish we'd done more of that when we were younger. We've got a program that the kids use. They're going to be doing certain lessons every single day. Again, this will go towards their term one mark, their touch typing activities. And then things get really fun because what we decided to do was to take essentially all the soft subjects like life orientation and PE, essentially all the things that they really needed to be at school for. We took those hours and we thought, hang on a second, we've got some time here to play with. So what we're going to do there is we're going to enroll every child onto an online course of some form. 
either Udemy or, of course, one of his uh, online colleges. And they're going to do courses like entrepreneurialism for children or coding for kids or something that really excites them. And that's going to make up some of their term one mark as well. So is that an extra cost for parents? No, it's not an extra cost for parents because with this increasing virus threat uh, and all the advice we've been getting to keep away from public gatherings, we haven't actually used our outing budget. The outing budget will be used to pay for the courses instead. So if you were having a conversation with every child right now, what would your instructions to them be for the next few weeks? Well, the first thing we'd tell them that this is very exciting. Exciting times. Embrace it and have fun with it. This morning at assembly when discussing with the kids, there was a palpable excitement from them. I think a lot of them are quite excited about putting these skills in place. It's something different. It's something out of the routine. And I think part of the culture of Eduink is embracing this in a sense of not knowing what's happening, but trusting that it's going to work and I think the big focus is on independence, responsibility. And when we're having conversations with them about the teachers not being there, and we say we, we're giving you the responsibility of working without a teacher, you know what has to get done, get the job done. These are our expectations. And I think it's translated well in the classroom, and I think the parents are going to be pretty surprised to see that happening at home as well. So my instructions in assembly this morning were very simple. Take all your books home so that you have all the resources available to you. Number two, make sure you have a device that has a keyboard that connects to the internet so you're able to access the learning and the teaching that's going to happen online. Number three, find a space at home where you can work for, for six or seven hours without being disrupted and without getting disrupted or distracted at home. The rest we will handle as we are going through the class, you know, the, the, the teaching in the classroom. I've also said to them there might be some unexpected glitches, a couple of curveballs. This is something that we can expect something that we've dealt with in the past and I'm quite sure that it's well within our realm to actually deal with now. How will we be communicating during this time? So traditionally grade 8 to grade 12 have WhatsApp groups with Jackson and myself as moderators on the group. We'll be adding teachers into that space so that the teachers can communicate and the kids can communicate directly with the teachers via WhatsApp. This is a communication channel that is only open to the students. It is not open to the parents. Parents can still email the teachers directly and for grade four to seven, they can email or they can use Hangouts on Google Classroom to be able to communicate to their teachers. There will also be staff at the school, so the, the phone lines are still available too. Worst case scenario, a phone call. I get a sense that what's happening this week is going to be one of those weeks that we look back at and say, where were you when that happened? And it's going to be as vivid as the moon landing and 9-11. How would you like people to think back on this time at EduInc? They are going to talk about it as in this is what we did during that time. And that's going to hold them in really good stead going forward because I also believe that in the workplace, one of their questions is going to be, what did you do during quarantine times? And that's going to be a tough question for some people who did sit on Netflix and do whatever they did, um, whereas our kids got on with the job. They learned how to do that. They learned how to collaborate. They learned how to work from home. It's that collaboration and that teamwork that is absolutely required for the world of work that they are going into. So that's going to be an easy answer for them when they get faced with that question. What I'm very excited about is knowing that there are going to be children or young adults going into the world and on their CV is that they worked independently. Their future employers will be able to trust them to get the job done. doesn't matter where they are, sitting in a coffee bar if that's where they're comfortable working, sitting at home. 
It's about getting the job done. It's not about being at the physical place to do the work. And I think it's going to set them up very well to work independently and have the confidence to work in that space. Jack Gersh, thanks for your time. I know you guys got a lot to do. We'll be in touch again with another episode. Thanks, Kevin. Yes, I think parents can look forward to us chatting and communicating with them during the course of the next three weeks. The last thing I'd like to say is just so that it's very clear. We are going to follow our school calendar. We're going to break up on the 9th of April and we'll be back at school on the 4th of May. In the next three weeks, we are going to be conducting school, but not as normal, but from home. So just a reminder, all the students need to be at school tomorrow, Tuesday the 17th. We are doing our soft test with their devices. Obviously not big PCs if that's what they have. They can use the school laptops during the course of the day for that. But please be at school for the soft test so that we can check that everything is working and that you're ready to rock and roll on Wednesday morning.